Uh, hi, my name is Priyanka Pani and I have with me Rehan Yar Khan, founder of VC fund Orias Venture Partners. Orias has been backing Indian internet startups for nearly a decade and has been early investors in startups such as Ola and several fintech startups as well. While they have been investing in a lot of consumer facing startups, uh, now the focus has shifted to fintech so rehan is going to tell us a little bit about the evolving indian fintech ecosystem tell me rehan what what is exciting about the uh, fintech ecosystem in india i think the internet story in india started about uh, 10 years ago let's say around 2008 so 12 years ago and uh, in that period we have created uh, 32 unicorns in india uh, and those 32 unicorns have created 90 billion dollars in value so so the overall story has been phenomenal and these have come of course in e-commerce they've come in things like ground transportation like ola they've come in uh, various other areas of course there's a fintech one also in uh, in ptm so so a very interesting story so far for the last about 3 uh, years uh, we've been seeing that the number of opportunities in fintech have been growing uh rapidly so when we talk about fintech there are we can break it up into four key areas so one is lending uh the second is um, uh, wealth management the third is uh, insurance and the fourth is payments right uh, these are the four k areas so uh, so i suppose the problem in all these areas always existed but uh, what happened is that uh, because of things like aadhar you know which allows you to do kyc and um, a lot of connectivity and and also increase in algorithmic sciences and 4g connectivity which now allows the pipe between the phone and the cloud to be very strong as a result of that the opportunity for doing fintech startups has grown okay right um, so so that is uh, that is generally what is happening now in india right uh, for the last 2 years uh, so we for example uh, i mean like you correctly observed it's not out of mandate we did a lot of consumer investments but um, uh, you see the thing was that when the internet first came uh, it really was those kind of startups which emerged right. now of course it's become much broader you have b2b you have edu edutech health tech fintech all kinds of things right. and we're making investments on in all of them but uh, of late fintech has been a very important area for us so one third of all our investments in the last 2 uh, years have been fintech investments yeah. so as you mentioned uh, uh, the four sub segments um yeah. which are the segments that are going to dominate in the coming years well i think all the four right which are uh, lending uh, payments insurance and wealth management will have a, a lot of uh, startups in it right so i can't say that one will dominate over the other of course the payment space has uh, was one of the earliest to start yeah. you have your 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 paytm you have phone pay bharat pay all kinds of uh, you know government startups like upi and bheem yeah. uh, and things like that which have all emerged in the last 3 4 years and become very uh, large so you could probably say the payment space is the most developed but will the other spaces be lesser uh unlikely okay. i think they, i think they will just take time to develop uh all for i mean look at insurance right as an example there's hardly any insurance startups mm-hmm. but by no means is it a small space right 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 wealth right. management there are not too many wealth management startups but by no means is it a small space right so as a mandate uh, at orias mm-hmm. are you looking at any particular sector uh, among this Uh, we're looking at all the four sectors uh, and we've also made investments in um, we've made investments in lending and in payments mm-hmm. we have uh, not yet done anything in insurance and wealth management 
but we are looking to do things any interesting startup that has actually you know uh, made you invest in um, that if you can talk a little sure, bit sure sure i'll talk to you about two of our companies which uh, we find especially interesting one is a company called let's md uh what it does is that it does uh, lending to people who need hospitalization now the problem uh, arises because very few people in india actually have insurance there are only uh, 3% of the indian population that has any form of insurance so the balance 97% like for example if you fracture your hand and you go to the hospital and they say it's 1 and 1/2 lakh rupees or 2 lakh rupees or, or whatever that cost is you know because you have to put a plate etc and do that operation mm-hmm. a lot of people may not have 1 and 1/2 2 lakh rupees readily available uh, to pay right right at that point in time and if you're not insured then how do you organize the money right so often people go around they ask relatives friends family they even delay surgeries mm-hmm. and procedures as a result right to their own detriment so what let's md does is that it has a desk in uh, hospitals and uh, it then offers it judges you to see if you are an eligible borrower okay. and if you have eligibility it lends that 1 and 1/2 2 lakh rupees to you so you can you know go ahead with your procedure so it solves that as an issue so it's kind yeah. of a niche lending right it's a specialized lending okay. for people who need hospitalization okay a niche but very large niche so we see uh, similar startups uh, coming up in the space or are, there are already such so not too many in the hospital lending space but there are specialized startups in various spaces mm-hmm. uh, we have another lending startup called wholesale box mm-hmm. so what wholesale box does is that it provides lending it, it lends to apparel retailers okay So what happens to a retailer is that let's say you have a shop and you uh, decide to sell you know whatever children's apparel let's say uh, you uh, then need to go to the factory and you need to buy apparel okay. right so first you buy and then over 3 4 months you sell okay. so you need that much cash hmm. cash flow yeah. right because uh, you have all your money blocked in inventory so this does lending to them okay. to make it easier for them to to place this order right so, uh, so so that's another example again it's in a specialized space any other specialized uh, startup that is focused on uh, the rural uh, part of india which doesn't require any yeah, yeah. um you know so internet we, we have one uh, i won't name it because we haven't announced it yet okay but uh, we have one what it's doing is that they have developed a first of a kind solution in india where they offer a payment card uh, which does not require connection to the internet mm-hmm. so currently any of your services right whether it's visa master paytm bheem upi phone pay or, or whatever it is all require to make a ping to the internet to check what your balance is right so what this does is this stores the value on the card itself okay. so you can use it mm-hmm. and the benefit of this is twofold one is it works everywhere mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to connect to the internet so it doesn't mean that the spot is good or not good and the second is that they can process the transactions very fast right because it doesn't it doesn't need to make the trip to the internet to come back right so you just tap the card and immediately the machine will say yes no okay right whether uh, you uh, you have money on the card or not mm-hmm. and what this company has done is that they have gone and they've signed up 14 bus corporations uh, across india mm-hmm. and uh, the bus corporations are now pushing this card to their customers okay. because previously they used to handle cash right. and handling all that cash is a tedious thing plus there's leakage etc so they prefer that uh, their uh, bus travelers pay via card okay. 
right? Uh, so, so they've pushed this card out, and uh, that's what's happening over there. Right. So, it's a very interesting solution. It's working across rural India, like you just said. Doesn't need internet connectivity, and for most of these people, it's a first-time payment solution that they have, other than cash, right? Okay. Which is very, very interesting for them. So, as an investor, do you do you differentiate between uh, startups uh, when you invest? Do you look at startups uh, whether you know if they are focusing on rural part of India or if they are focusing on urban, uh, if they are urban centric? How does that? Uh, so it's very interesting that you asked this question. When we started uh, in uh, investing in two thousand eight, we had a thesis, uh, investing thesis that we called First India. Mm-hmm. So that thesis was when the internet first came to India, mm-hmm. the first people mm-hmm. that would adopt it would be the urban rich. Because remember back then, smartphones weren't there, right? So they had computers, desktops, and they would access the internet via that. And the internet was not mobile; it was landline, right? Yeah. If you remember back then, so the few people that had landline phones, remember there were only eight million landline phones in India, oh, right? Back then, so we started investing behind the kind of services that the elite in India would want. Right, so they were all convenience services that you just go to a website and you order a product is delivered to you. Yeah. You order food is delivered to you, yeah. and so on and so forth. Now we have a thesis which is called Next India, because what has happened is because of smartphone penetration in India, because of 4G penetration to 600 million people in India, mm-hmm. because of you know things like Aadhaar and Jandhan accounts mm-hmm. and payment systems uh, across India, right. we are now seeing Next India. Mm-hmm. has come online okay right and next india is this 200 million people which are beyond the top 15 million people right. uh, which are in metros in tier 2 tier 3 uh, towns and they are users right right so that is our new thesis so while we continue to invest in first india we believe that uh, going forward almost 70 to 80% of our opportunities will come from next india but uh, new uh, the first india and next india do they yeah. behave differently yes they behave differently the difference in the two is that first india is all about convenience mm-hmm. and next india is all about first time access okay. so like for example we just spoke about that payment card okay. those people have never had a card before whereas in first india something like this would be their third or fourth card next india has never had any form of electronic payment system yeah. uh, previously right. so that is the difference between the two markets so uh, now do we see more investments happening in uh, startups that is focusing on next india yes i think because next india is a big market i don't know how many other vc firms have a thesis around next india okay i can speak for ourselves like i said that uh, so when i look at uh, 2018 and 2019 almost 80% of our investments have been in next india right and how are you know the, the government uh, banked startups you mentioned about upi mm. are actually driving growth in next india various government programs right like uh, aadhar jandhan accounts right both of which were for subsidies and then uh, now things like uh, bheem and upi etc uh, and also things like ujala scream which has now now brought electricity to towns so a lot of uh, government programs have made uh, have helped in making next india an addressable market how many uh, investments are you going to make in fintech startups and what is the ticket size that you usually invest So in 2020 we would like to make overall about anywhere between 10 to 15 investments mm-hmm. out of that we believe five or so will be in you know almost a third 
we believe would be out of fintech startups another interesting uh, trivia about mm. uh, uh, rehan is that he is also a writer he has written a book called make your own luck yes you know decided to uh, write this book along with a co-author gentleman called Bo- bob miglani Bob is a best-selling author of a previously written book in the US called Embrace the Chaos. Uh so got together with him. The idea was to encourage entrepreneurship and people in careers uh in the startup ecosystem etc. because I kept hearing this thing all around me that yeah some people are very lucky and I'm not so lucky, right? So people have the self-defeatist attitude that they believe that for some reason they're not the blessed ones or you know uh something like that. so but when we look back and also in our country as you know priyanka uh, there is a, a huge amount of superstition around luck that you know people will hang nimbu on the car nimbu and mirchi on the car or they will not eat meat on thursdays mm-hmm. or uh, you know they will go to dargahs and temples we are a very religious nation right and we pray a lot for good luck but uh, we wanted to challenge this notion that that luck is something which is written you know like we were told to ke sitaron mein likhi hai that it is written only in the stars okay. right uh, when we look back and i have invested in over um, 50 startups i've uh, i've built three companies bob my co-author i was a senior executive in the us in pfizer for 25 years mm-hmm. uh, right yeah. when we look back at our careers we found that luck is not an accident it is or neither is it written in the stars maybe 10% of luck is but 90% of luck is a result of luck or success is a result of conscious choices that you make in life okay. and some of them are very simple simple things right i mean i'll give you the simplest thing in which is chapter 1 in the book is this whole notion around being prepared mm-hmm. now so many times we will get people for a job interview mm. and they come to the job interview very unprepared mm. they often ask me so what is a vc what is vc industry all about <laughs> I'm like okay. man you didn't even study what the industry is all about you come for a job how do you expect to get it okay. so simple things like that yeah. uh, we find people go into situations unprepared i i receive business plans all the time and they've not even analyzed who their competition is right. they've not worked out uh, size of market hmm. how do you expect to succeed right so right. simple things like that right and so we have seven chapters right each chapter contains an idea some are very simple ideas like being prepared mm-hmm. some are more evolved ideas like we have this notion called a beginner's mind mm-hmm. which means that we say that in the mind of an expert there are few possibilities in the mind of a beginner there are many right so it's a chapter about being open minded okay. to things okay. so right. we put seven such things down in this book very interesting <laughs> also uh, well, you know any particular uh, advice you have for the fintech uh, entrepreneurs in india or globally so i think i think uh, india certainly is extremely underbanked very small part of our population is touched by banking very small population of the uh, is touched by insurance so i would certainly encourage people to look at opportunities in there just like every other uh, area where you're doing a startup you have to look at areas which have not been don't try to do something which is better yeah. then someone else try to do something which is different mm-hmm. something right. new and different thank you so much rehan sure, for sure. Uh, you know talking to ibs intelligence uh, pleasure having you here thank you priyanka